Jordana Towski. She is this week's recording artist on Live on the Drew Marshall Show. Jordana Towski. That's how you say her name. You spell the last name T-A-L-S-K-Y.com. Jordana is a vocalist songwriter who takes risks sonically and stylistically. I love reading these things. These are always so riveting and dynamic. Jordana, just I'm, there's going to be some stop points here, so just bear with me. She takes risks sonically and stylistically, encompassing her diverse influences across multiple genres, from jazz to pop to alternative in ambient. Ambient. How do you do ambient? Ambient. How do you do that? By creating an ambiance. <laughs> is that what that was? Because what was that? The thing I just heard is the that's the video we posted on our uh, on our website, mm-hmm. and it's it's got a different flavor, different feel. It's almost like uh, Bobby McFerrin ish. It's acapella. It's only voice. So only. aside from the acapella side, like you wouldn't put that into ambient, would you? It, the ambient is more like uh, Enya. Yeah, and I think that has some elements of that in the way that it's mixed and then with right. the layered textures, harmony. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the show, by the way. Thank you for having me. Yeah, great but to be here. You don't know that yet. <laughs> um, your career, you and I have talked a little bit, which is rare because normally I don't talk to musicians till they get here. Um, but you uh, went the law route. Mm-hmm. And so do you want people to know that you, like, does that get, earn a certain respect? Oh, you were a lawyer, right, as opposed to, you know, I'm a cute little, you know, musician with dimples, kind of, you know, that kind of thing? Um, uh, I, I strove to keep them separate and to not talk about that. Yeah. But now it's like, whatever. Whatever. Yeah, it's all the parts of me. So it's fine. Yeah. And, uh, and, and yeah, we did talk about that before, that uh, there is this sort of, not, not in terms of, hey, I'm a musician, but I'm also this, but just as a person, there is this sort of nice little feeling that you get because when you tell people you're a lawyer, they automatically listen to you a little bit more. Which they what? They, they will pay more attention. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, does that answer your question, please? <laughs> you are so funny. Why is this your genre? How did you land in this because you're you're almost like you're you're really i think you're probably known more for the jazz thing i released my first album and it was a pop jazz record and i sort of grew my following in toronto in the jazz scene right uh, my background is more classical I, uh, I we were talking about how we both have experience with musical theater gilbert and sullivan and i studied with opera instructors so it's been a very journey but i listened to a lot of jazz so when i was in law school actually that's when i started performing jazz at a club which club? It was. It's not. Things close. It's called Maggie's okay. Supper Club on Oxford, Richmond, but I think it closed. And okay. when I moved back here, I started going to open jams to try and meet people and to keep on playing. And so I was known for jazz. But then the stuff that I was writing, um, Justin, by the way, this is Justin Abaddon, guitarist. He's going to have his whole segment on his own in just a little bit here. <laughs> That's how kind of what kind of a deal he is. Mm-hmm. Well, Justin produced the record, and so he heard all the different. Flavors coming out in the songs that I was writing. And I remember that you told me, actually, like, sometimes this, the music that you listen to is different from the music that you perform, is different from the music that you write. And so so it happened that all these other flavors came out in the original stuff. Uh, Justin, you know, your mic is there, so let me just, yeah, let me just bring you in a little bit here, because you're, you're kind of a playa. It didn't sound right, but you know what I mean. <laughs> I think I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Canadian Idol? I was in the band for that show. yeah. It was an interesting experience from the from that perspective. I don't much believe in contest shows for anything, whether it be music or cooking or. So did you sell your soul knives. to do that one? Uh, I have a family, and at the time, you know, a young family, and I, you know, 
I wanted to, you know, work. Yeah. And, and being a musician in Toronto yeah. or any city, it's it's challenging times. So I also didn't really want to tour very much. And it was a great gig. It was like three months a year, but it was very intensive from, from the musician side of it that yeah. people that watched the show probably didn't really get. No, they wouldn't get it, no. No. But you had to be able to read music, and you had to be able to do things efficiently, mm-hmm. professionally. You had to be able to work with camera and understand that it wasn't just a music show. It's mm-hmm. really a variety show. So, yeah, it was, it was a good experience. Tim, who is it that we've, we've had on the show that was, oh, Sass. Sass Jordan. Yes. She was. Um, she Sass was, Jordan. Yeah. Thanks, Tim. Appreciate that. He's so sharp, eh? Just like a <laughs> McNugget. Um, do, I, you have, do you have children? I do. I have, I have two sons. Are they in the biz? Uh, how old? I don't uh, know. They're they're teenagers. Yeah, they're both interested in music. They they do it for fun, but yeah. I have no idea. Do you remember when you did it for fun? I still do it for fun, believe it or not. Do you? Oh yeah. There's a lot of elements to what I do that, especially working with artists like Jordana, where I get yeah. to really be myself yeah. as a musician. Yeah. So there's a, a healthy mix for me of music that I really enjoy and believe in, and stuff that I do because you know. It's also my job. Well, normally, again, I don't kind of bring in the uh, background musician dude into the interview, but here's why I did this. Because that album, you, it's, you're the guts behind that, right? You're well, the one that produced this thing. And the, a lot of your flavorings have come out. And the combo platter of your voice, Jordana, and your playing is a really, really sweet spot. Whatever's going on here is really sweet. Well, I appreciate that. The one thing I'll say is I try to be transparent as a producer. There's a lot of producers that have a sound. Um, Lanois has a sound. Yep. Ruben has a sound. Dr. Yep. Luke, Pharrell, like, they'll have a sound. If you want that sound, you go to them. And for me, what I like to do is just represent the story of the songs that the artist is trying to tell and, and framing the voice in a way that makes sense but also kind of pushes the boundaries a bit. And since Jordan had already done another record and expressed an interest in kind of evolving beyond that, we had lengthy discussions about where does this album live genre-wise. Yeah. And then what frames it? So there's different sides to her, as you can hear, like the, the acapella stuff. Yeah. There's more of the kind of alternative side, and then there's kind of the pop stuff, too. Yeah, yeah. And we re- decided to represent all that. So for me, like, I don't want it to sound like a record I produced. I just want it to sound like the best record that Jordana could make. If you listen to other records I've produced in the same time, they don't sound anything like her record. Mm-hmm. So for mm-hmm. me, it's just about getting out of the way and bringing what I can bring to help you know, well, then you're the, you're the perfect producer for her because she has a personality disorder when it comes to her talent. She has this ability to float in and out of sweet pockets that most people have one, maybe two. But I think you're there. I've said this before in the show with certain guests or certain singers. You have this Eva Cassidy thing where you're hard to nail. You could fit into a variety of categories. So in our guys like, oh, what do I do with her? How do we brand her? That's definitely been happening. We've noticed that, especially in Canada. But outside of Canada, I think there's a little bit more leeway, especially yeah. in Europe. And, yeah. and I think it's oh, yeah. one of those things nowadays where people need to see you do two, three, four records and see your show yeah. before they commit to you yeah. as an artist. Really well said. Really well. Yeah. This is why I brought you into the I'm microphone there. Such a good guy, and uh, he knows what's going on. He knows the what, what. Speaking of what, what, can you do a song yep. for us, please? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we want to come back and talk, Let's if you do don't it. mind. Uh, what's this first song going to be all about? It's called Spark. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, a lot of the material, lyrical content on the album has to do with the forming and ending of relationships. So, uh, told from different vantage points. And this song is sort of after. It's long after. You're thinking back. And it has to do with a, I call it a May-September rather than a May-December romance. But the gentleman was older. Mm-hmm. And uh, thinking back on what went down. So interesting. Ladies and gentlemen, live on the Drew Marshall Show, Jordana Towski. Mm-hmm. 
these rose-colored glasses do wonders when there's a spark. I thought I'd be the one to make you want to change your life, make you want to take a wife. Oh, I could be your Joan of Arc. It's enough on me if there's a spark. You took me out to dine Maybe I had too much wine But I never felt so desired Boys who squire just keep me tired I saw you looking at my shoulders bare And I didn't care You have no hair I could be your Joan of Arc It's enough on me If there's a spark But then the days go by, start to wonder why I'm the one making the calls, asking you to stay, maybe come away with me. Yeah, open the door to a world that is wide, close it before I step in. Turns out it was just a lark. And I'm nothing to you but a spark. Da 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 show okay we got a little bit to talk about good night who wrote that did you write that i did what if, what have people what have other people said because i'm about to say <laughs> stuff about that song but i want to know what other people have said about that song well so i'm actually still friends with the, the guy he yeah. really likes it <laughs> well because it's not a we're never ever getting back together taylor swifty kind of dopiness Jack there's little th- pill yeah it's not lad either yeah. yeah uh yeah i think um yeah, I look back on it fondly. Uh, that's part of the, the song is from that vantage point. There are other songs on the record that are not as... They're more... Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Different emotions. Different mm-hmm. relationships bring out different things and different people. But, okay, but I want to go to the actual songwriting quality in that. Okay. So you, you just laid down something that was so authentic and relatable without being cheesy. Do you know how difficult that is? Thank you. 
I've heard so many people write stuff that go for authenticity and they and they try to make it relatable and it just comes off like some hallmark which is Yiddish for crap. <laughs> Drek. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, um, you know what's interesting is like I didn't uh I I actually probably don't listen to as much music as people would think. I do still listen to a lot of music, but especially when I was writing, I wasn't looking elsewhere for it. I was just writing what I came up with on my own. So maybe that has something to do with it. I wasn't trying to fit it into a mold. Right. And certainly That's not totally into what a genre. It was totally what it was. Yeah. Wow, it's so interesting. Uh, I'm a lyric junkie, and so that's the that's the thing that keeps me with a song. What what attracts me to a song is the musical stuff and the groove and the and the, the feel or whatever. But then what what keeps me there forever are the words, hmm. and that's a forever song. Really, really well done. Thank you. Ooh, I just got really mushy there. Sorry. <laughs> okay, Jordana. Um, you know, usually with the music, I'm breaking a lot of rules with you guys, and I don't, I'm not sure why that is, but I don't usually bring up the God stuff because for me, music has penetrated my soul more than religion. But I can't just leave that one hanging out there because you have a Jewish background. I do. And um, I'm like, I don't know how to word this. How Jewy did it get? Right. Good. No, great question. Because <laughs> some people are Jewish. Yes. And other people are Jewish. And I remember, <laughs> I think, yeah, I am uh, culturally Jewish and I'm religiously Jewish. Right. But I did right. have a uh, a pretty. Um, in, I went to a parochial school from age six to fourteen, so that means it was like immersion, half the day taught in Hebrew. Some of the classes included Torah and Talmud and prayer. So it was really it was Orthodox. It was taught by rabbis, but at home it wasn't that way. And okay. I think. My parents just wanted to offer me up the education, but like we were not religious, and it's more of a traditional and cultural thing for my family. Mm. But then seeing that and experiencing it in school was uh, interesting. I would say that um, I'm I'm not a religious person. Did it impact you musically? Because I know a lot of uh, musicians who hit it big time. Like, let's go into Katy Perry, Justin Bieber, uh, you know, just two, two of them, grew up with a lot of Jesus music and, and God stuff and church stuff, and right, and it was a big part of their thing. Mm-hmm. Did it impact your world at all? I would say that, yes, your, it your, would. Your, the, your faith stuff? Yes, because Jewish music, you know, sort of the klezmer tradition and the liturgical stuff was, um, I learned it early. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like for your bat mitzvah, you learn how to sing in a special way. From the Torah and uh, wait, what was the beginning of the question? Did it impact me musically? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it did in terms of the style. Did you sing in the in the uh, temple? In the you were like part of the children's choir or anything like that? I, it, at my school. So okay, you want to hear this? Yes. So we didn't have formal music class, but we had an Orthodox man named Mr. Gildon who played the accordion, and he would come to our class once or twice, maybe like every couple months. And sit with us and sing Hebrew songs. And that was the equivalent of a music class. <laughs> Can I get him on the show? That sounds awesome. As a matter of fact, sadly he passed away. Oh. And he was wonderful because he wrote my first chart that I took to an audition to a children's choir that wow. ended up changing my life. And it was a Jewish song. And the conductor at that choir thought, oh, this is nice. Who is Cantor Cheryl? What's her last name? Wench. Cheryl Wench. Uh, she was on for our... Uh, I listened to it and I know her because yeah. we went to Earl Haig uh, almost at the same time. We were both vocal majors there. Yeah, she's great. She was great. Because mm-hmm. I went to the service at the Oakville uh, uh, Temple, and I it was like, man, they were singing songs about the food, and then songs about the food, and then there were songs it's about the food. food. Everything is food. Food is life. Food is yeah, life. Is. Okay, enough out of you, Homer. So 
Um, Jordana Talski is uh, who's in the studio with us, and uh, you may want to know about her upcoming performance at the Art Square Cafe in Toronto uh, next Wednesday, February 28th at 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what are we going to expect when we show up to that? What's that feel? What's the, what's that room? What's it? What's happening? It's a new music venue in Toronto. It's right across from the art gallery. It's a gallery space, but they have uh, food and drink, and uh, it's also going to be an intimate duo show um, with a guitarist named Gareth Perry. And it's going to be my original stuff and some standards. It's going to be fun. I might trot out my looper. We'll see. You loop too? Yes. What vocal loop? Yes. <laughs> Uh, yes, I didn't bring it here today because it involves a, mm, an intricate setup. I uh-huh. use software on a laptop called Ableton, um, but, you know, maybe next time. So good. Well, Coco Love Alcorn does a lot of looping. I know. I know. Uh, so we're going to see her tomorrow night at Hughes' room with uh, Ken Whiteley's Sunday Gospel Brunch. Actually, yeah, Coco and I ran into each other at, uh, what's that Aurelia Folk Fest? Uh, the Aurelia Folk Festival? Uh, no. What? Mariposa. Yeah, Mariposa, yeah. Uh, that was the first time I've ever been to Mariposa, oddly enough, and wow, that's an old crowd. Really? I've never been. That whole thing should be sponsored by uh, Geritol or Depends <laughs> or something. It's unbelievable. I like the whole, uh, oh, we have a surprise guest here. We've been singing his songs all day, but look who's in the crowd. It's Gordon Lightfoot. But he's there every year. <laughs> it's not a surprise. Uh, Sounds fun. I kind of got off the rail on that one. Uh, can we do a song? Can you bring us back to a little something-something? Yep. What are you going to do? The song's called Wave of Emotion. Are you dying for you to do the Enneagram? I'm dying I know, for I'll, you to do I'm the Enneagram. I know. I'm going to do it. I'm totally going to I'm into all that stuff. You're, are, you, are you a relationship junkie? Um, <laughs> I uh, <laughs> no, I'm not looking at you. That was maniacal. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I learned is pre- when I produce records yeah. for anybody, yeah. men or women, yeah, yeah. or gender neutral, yeah. uh, I don't get involved in their personal life no. in any way. Don't want to know it? So, but Nothing. I've learned a lot about her personal life through her songs. Right. But yeah. it's always changing. Always. So I learned to just oh. not ask I, Life is relation. Like, it's all about your relationships. And I, yeah. I I, always thought I was an introvert, but I'm not. We talked about this. I'm an extrovert and actually do get energy from being around people. But then I need my space. And actually, this song is... How can I relate it? Well, this song is sort of like being a bit introspective with myself regarding a relationship and like I'm going sort of am I here am I there how mm. do I feel mm. sort of rational logical mind here's what I should do versus my emotional heart what's it called again wave of emotion ladies and gentlemen Jordana Talski on the Drew Marshall show you're here you're gone I can't go way I know what's right but I'll do wrong today my mind's showing me the way to be it all makes sense yeah I'm getting free and suddenly I feel the wave of emotion coming upon me shift in your drip when I finally catch your eye. I feel the wave of emotion coming upon me. I feel a shift in your drip. I forgot how to say goodbye. Oh, 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 You're lost, you're back. Can't keep track 
or won't mm-hmm. We're fine, we're done It's time, pick one Or don't Yeah, yeah, my mind's telling me And logically, I understand Yeah, I count to three and suddenly I feel the wave of emotion When I finally catch your eye I feel the wave of emotion Coming upon me Yeah, I feel the shift in your drift I forgot how to say goodbye Oh Jordana Talski on the Drew Marshall Show. Um, I don't know what to do with, like, I don't know how to make my compliments sound more genuine. Because it, it just, you're, you've got to be so used to it, and there's a, there's got to be a numbness that comes with it. And people, oh, you're amazing, you're awesome, blah, 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 you know, just, nah. And But then there's the Canadian thing where we just suck at accepting compliments. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. All sorts that. Of, that was me just rambling through a compliment. Thank you. Um, the person who's had the biggest impact on you in three categories. Oh, boy. Ready? Yeah. No, really. You ready? I guess. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> um, uh, your soul, your mind, and your love, your heart. What? I know. We went there. One person, one? No, not one no, person. No, no. Yeah. Who's, who of the people that have impacted you? I, you know, I don't need to know their names, but I want to know, can you look back and see people that have shaped you? Yes. I mean, there's the usual suspects of, like, close family and friends. Okay. Um, 
I was very close with my grandparents. Were you? Yeah. Is there, what's the, uh, is the Yiddish, is there Yiddish names for that? Bubi and Zeta. Thank you, that's where I was going to go. I had a Bubi, a Zeta, and a Zadie, and my other Bubi, my father's mother, died before I was born. I'm named after her. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, when I think soul, love, uh, I think that. Mm. Mind, like my parents, I, I think probably had the, uh, I've had a big impact. Their minds are very interesting, uh, especially my dad's side and my siblings. We're all very kind of quirky, idiosyncratic people. Mm. And um, I think it helps me, I hope, relate to lots of different kinds of people. There are, he's also, my dad's like a really personable individual. And uh, I think I've gained a lot from him being able to interact with people. I, I, it's hard for me to answer that, really. And then I've had teachers, I had this choir conductor I mentioned earlier. Um, the, this, the accordion guy? Not him, although oh. he was he, lovely. But then I went on to a, ch- a semi-professional children's choir called the Canadian Children's Opera Company. Good and night. the conductor there really changed things for me because I, I observed how he interacted with people. He, he, he treated the kids like people, mm. <laughs> not just like kids. And I learned so much about music and about performance and about just being uh, with a group, a team from him. So I would say that he was an impactful person. His name's John Tuttle. Uh, who else? Who else? Friends. Friends who have been near and dear for years. Who have you been jamming to lately? Who have you been listening to? Because you said you don't listen to a lot of music, but someone that you've been listening to in the last year that you've just gone, oh, I want to tell you about this person. They, they, I love their music. I love their music. Who? New stuff? Yeah. Mm. Nobody? Hmm. Oh, boy. It's hard. It's hard. Actually, I just uh, heard of a new band and uh, what are they called? Tennis. Like an indie pop band. They were here at the Mod Club, and I wanted to check them out, but I wasn't able to. I, I find, yeah, indie okay. pop stuff I just come across. Yeah? Uh, and I like a lot of the old, older stuff that influenced me. That's where me. I was going to go. Fiona yeah. Apple. Okay. Love her, man. Yeah. She's so great. She has, you know that show about the, um, oh, shoot. Mara Tierney's in it. It's about adultery. What's it called? Anyway, so she does a theme song to that. She's so great. The Grinch? Ah. <laughs> um, there was adultery in that. Yeah. The classic people, Joni Mitchell, yeah. um, uh, Stevie Nicks. Okay. Uh, yeah. I love yeah. all kinds. Yeah. All kinds. Um, you know what, actually? Sorry. What? I have never heard The Wall, and yesterday, my brother and I were driving. I've never heard The Wall. You're kidding. And so... That's going to blow my mind because we started listening to some. I mean, I know the tunes that you hear, but yeah. I haven't heard from it from start to finish. So look forward to watching that film and listening to <laughs> it. How many siblings do you have? I have three. One is a brother. F- <laughs> One is a brother. One is a brother. <laughs> two are brothers, but I have two half siblings and a, a sibling. Right. Okay. All right. Um, I want you to. What's happening with you right now? Where did you go? I'm laughing at myself. Too funny. Not being able to answer questions. Um, let's do another song, okay. and then I want to finish off with because uh, we talked about stuff this week, and I didn't want to talk about the stuff this week because when we talk about stuff before the show, then I don't talk about it during the show. But I want to talk about it during the show, and the thing I want to talk about during the show is darkness. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ready? We can go there. Okay. What song are we doing? This is called Bittersweetheart, and uh, this it gets a little dark. <laughs> Love dark. Yeah. Yeah. There's a scripture in the. Um, in the uh, Torah that says my people actually prefer the darkness over the light. Really? Yep. Just thought I'd share that with you. You don't say. Oh, you don't say. (laughs) Jordana Dalsky on the Drew Marshall Show. I know you've been betrayed 
this love doesn't work I gave you all of me And you just cut me back You don't even realize Everything you have I still love you But I can't fix you Another one out of the park. There is nothing that you've done that uh, that is that sucks. Thanks. It's just seriously so. Uh, I'm gonna stop fawning. Um, actually, no. I want to go to your your producer dude here, Justin. Um, what do you see in her musically? Uh, what's like? What's going on here? What am I failing with words to like? Um, well, for, for me, there's a couple of different things, but the the lyrical aspect, she's very honest and it's very direct yeah 
if you were to read the lyrics for the songs, a lot of them are like it's just constant words, and it doesn't always follow the traditional rhyming structure, right, right, or scheme, which I think. At first, is a little disarming, but I actually like people that push the boundaries of songwriting. Mm-hmm. Um, but it never feels like it's awkward when she's singing because that's the other side of Jordana that usually the two don't are are not married. Where people have a great lyrical sense, and people are great singers, but she has such a control over her sound and her ability to like low register, high register, mid register, yeah. improvise yep. her sense of pitch. Um, so for me, it's like the full package of a singer-songwriter. It's not just one or the other. It's it's both. What, Jordana? What's happening there? <laughs> oh my god! Your body crazy. language totally changed. <laughs> what was that all about? It's the Canadian thing. Yeah. That's that's really nice. Thanks. And the other thing is that she embraces a lot of different sounds and styles. Like, you know, a lot of people that live in a certain genre, whether it be jazz or whether it be metal or mm-hmm. folk, like they kind of live in those and. It's very important to them to retain that identity in that close circle. I've never been like that. Jordana's not like that. Yeah. I, I like when things kind of mix and melt, but th- it's hard in Canada especially to find a label for it. I don't mean a, like industries-wise, no, no, but no, just no. like yeah. what do you call this yep. music? Because yeah, it is That was a my first bit, question. <laughs> well, it is a little bit jazz. It's a bit pop. It's a bit alternative. It embraces a lot of different things, but it doesn't fit neatly into any particular category, whether it be radio formats, hmm. uh, award shows, or, you know... <laughs> And it's been, that's been challenging from a marketing standpoint yep. because a lot yep. of people don't know where to focus their energy. Okay. Well, thanks for putting better words on it because all I was doing was going, I like this. It sounds good. You know, that's not really where I'm uh, – yeah. um, Justin Abedin here on the Drew Marshall Show backing up the one and only Jordana Towski. Jordana, um, I write and I thought I used to write or create from darkness – but I didn't realize that when it gets so dark, you can't write because you can't find a stinking pen in a proverbial way or the paper. Um, and, you know, you don't even know what you're writing. So I, I, the question in all of this is um, how does darkness impact your creativity and, and when, has, when has it been the darkest? Uh, yeah, darkness is important. Dark and light, yin and yang, everything. Um, I think it's it go, going through... Times of adversity and dark helps you grow. I mean, you know, strength gives you strength, gives you, I think, uh, honesty, like cut the BS. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've had some dark periods, and we spoke about this offline a bit. Like, I've struggled with depression and anxiety in the past. Um, Anxiety is something I continue to deal with. Depression, I had a, a bout with like a major depressive episode where I didn't seek treatment or tell anybody for a really long time like years, and then I finally ended up, there's a whole story of how it happened, and I ended up going to see someone who went on medication. Um, and so that was a very dark time. Uh, people speak about like a fog or a black hole, absolutely. Yeah, deep and dark and isolating and lonely, very scary because your mind doesn't feel familiar to yourself. Mm. You know, I, I felt like it was a bit of a, I was in a fractured existence where on the one hand you're numb, you're very deadened, but on the other hand there's a lot of intense emotions swirling around you can't access. So I think that's what creates such a painful state of being. And I've, I've reflected on that and how, how that, how that <sighs> led to strength and, I think, um, articulation of more feelings. Mm. Sometimes it's hard. I mean, I have trouble feeling my feelings, but I'm better at it. And I think it gives you tools. You go through the hard times, you get the tools. Or you commit to learning more about getting the tools. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're a freak. 
Well, I mean, in the most positive, you? positive way. In case anyone didn't pick up on that, I just, I, I, I am looking forward to actually creeping on you and following your career and f- finding out what's around the next corner for you. Um, true. Most people, I don't, I don't really care. <laughs> Thank you. Except for me, Drew. I don't care. Well, we're gonna say goodbye. One, one thing. What? In a truly Canadian way. Our artist forgot to mention her first song and why it was important that we played it. <gasps> Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, the first song is called Run, and it is currently entered in something called the CBC Searchlight Contest. Yes. And I need votes in order to advance, so if you could check out the CBC Searchlight artist page. Actually, if anyone can follow me on social media, I have it. You got it all there. Everywhere. Yeah. So, please f- So, Jordana Towski, T-A-L-S-K-Y. Go to the, your, your Facebook and your uh, oh, yeah. your, your Instagram. Insta, and website. If you go on the Google and you type in her name, you can find her. Yeah. Yes. For the song run. Thank you. Please vote. I hope that goes well for you. Thank you. It's been a real pleasure having you. I have really enjoyed it. Thank you for having and me. And Justin? Thank you, I have no words. Freak show. I have no words.